Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for leading us. Good to sing together. Uh, dads, sons, glad that you are here. Uh, my name's Travis, and uh, I was a youth pastor for 16 years and a college campus pastor for seven, and I finally got demoted from youth ministry, and now I'm a lead pastor. Um, up in Redding, California, uh, Brian surprised me. I didn't know he's from our church. And two, I call them kids. You're not kids, you're dads. But they were in my youth group and they're here from Southern California with their kids. So we're glad that you guys are, are here. Hey, this weekend, we're gonna walk through um, the book of Jonah. And, and tonight I'm just gonna crack open the first three verses. Um, but we're gonna consider uh, what we learn about God in this book and what we learn about our response because we're a lot like Jonah. Uh, Jonah represents the human condition. Um, have you guys ever found yourself going the wrong way? In fact, and, and kids, let me ask you, did any of your dads take a wrong turn today coming to Hume? Uh, yeah, a few of you guys, yeah. Okay, it happens. You know, if you can't admit that here, where can you admit that, right? Yeah, so sometimes, I mean, it was probably by accident, Kids, maybe sometimes you've, you know, gone the wrong way as well. Maybe by accident, maybe on purpose. I remember I went the wrong way playing football, just a pickup game of football with my older brother. I was in elementary school and he let me play with all of his high school friends. It was tackle football. So they would take it easy on me. In fact, I never even touched the ball. I was just kind of running around the whole time until one time on a kickoff, they fumbled the ball and I happened to pick it up. And I did some spins and I, and I got away from these big kids. And all of a sudden I saw the end zone and I just started running for it. And I was really kind of surprised that, that the other guys didn't catch me because they were twice as fast as I was. And I'm running for the end zone. And I look back and I see Jimmy and Darren, two high school guys, and they're running. They're like, we're going to get you, Trav. We're going to get you. And I'm like running as fast as I can. I'm like, why aren't they catching me? And they keep going and they're getting closer and closer. Finally, I make it to the end zone. I spike the ball and I look back and everybody's just laughing. They're cracking up because I had gotten turned around and I ran the wrong way, the wrong direction. I scored for the other team. But that was an accident. That happens. But sometimes we actually choose to go the wrong way, meaning we choose to go away from the, the ways that God has, has called us to go. Do you know that God is, is calling each one of you, no matter how young you are or how old you are, God invites you to follow him. And the ways that the Lord leads you, he leads you in the best ways. He leads you in the ways of life. God's invitation is always greater than any other direction you can go. It's not always easier though. God's direction sometimes is difficult to follow him, but it is best. And we're gonna study Jonah. He was one of God's prophets. He was one of God's servants. He was a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece for God. And yet Jonah chose to go completely opposite of the way that God called him. And so we, we look here, if you have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Jonah. It might take you the whole time to find it. Jonah's a small book. It's only four chapters. It's in the Old Testament. But I'm gonna turn us to Jonah chapter one in just a moment. If you've ever heard, how many of you have heard of Jonah before in the Bible? When you hear about Jonah, what comes to mind? The fish. He's the guy that got swallowed by a fish. But can I tell you, that is not the biggest miracle in this book. 
there is even a greater miracle than a man who was swallowed by a fish for three days. This book, Jonah, as a prophet, it is different than any other of the prophet books in the Bible. Most prophet books are made up uh, about the words that the prophet says, God's words that the prophet, you know, um, communicates to other people. This book is about the prophet himself, Jonah. In fact, it only includes an eight word sermon. One of the shortest sermons ever. You're like, Trav, I could go for an eight word sermon tonight. (laughs) Not gonna happen. This is an amazing story though, you guys. It's fantastic. It's sensational. It's outrageous. Some of the things that happen in this book of Jonah, everything is turned upside down. You have one of God's own servants who disobeys God and doesn't do what he says. And then you have this fish and then you have the worst people you can ever imagine, the Ninevites. They actually turn to God after this eight word sermon, only five words in Hebrew. Here's the truth though, as we read this, I am Jonah and you are Jonah as well. We find ourselves that he represents the human condition and we often run from God's call and we go our own way. And and when we do that, we are running from God's love. We are running from God's purpose and his plan and his call upon our life. Last thing, I'll say this quickly. People ask, are the events in this book of Jonah, are they true? Um, and, and some who even trust the Bible, they say that this is more of a parable or an allegory meant to teach something, but I believe these events are true. Jonah is mentioned elsewhere in the Bible in second Kings. He is a prophet. We know his dad's name. It's Amittai. He, he also, Jesus refers to Jonah as a prophet in, in Matthew chapter 12. Jesus refers to the Ninevites, uh, repenting after Jonah's preaching. And then lastly, you know, with this fish, I believe if I have faith in God, I believe in miracles. I believe that God spoke the earth into creation. I believe we sang about it in the first song that that God parted the Red Sea. I believe that Jesus was killed on the cross and that he was buried and he died. He was buried for three days and God raised him again. I believe that God can do the miraculous. So I believe that God can provide and appoint a fish that he created to do his good work. So let's dive in. Chapter one, just the first couple of verses. This chapter, I'm gonna title it, Jonah Panics and Puts Out to Sea. Jonah Panics and Puts Out to Sea. Jonah chapter one, verses one and two. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Side note, that is the prophetic formula. Um, The word of the Lord came to Abraham also. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. In the same way, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. God said, go to Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness, its sin, its evil has come up before me. God says, go to Nineveh. Nineveh was um, a city that was far east it was, it was far east of where uh, Jonah lived. And Nineveh was a very violent city. They were Israel's enemies. They were, they were worse. In fact, the prophet Nahum calls Nineveh a bloody city, full of idolatry. It is one of the worst places you can imagine. Everything that Nineveh was about was completely opposite of who God called his people to be. 
Imagine being called to like Nazi Germany in that time or, or being called to go to the, to the center of ISIS and to call out against them and to preach against them. You see, most prophets, they would write words and even if God called them to, to, to cry out against another nation, they would usually just write the words down, like tweet it, you know, or write it on Facebook. They wouldn't ever go to that nation and say it to them. God says to Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to stand face to face with the Ninevites because they're evil. They are so evil. And I want you to call out against their behavior. This is a hard assignment. Jonah probably is thinking, why even warn them? Why should I even go? God, why don't you just destroy Nineveh and zap them right now? So what is Jonah going to do? God calls him to go. We read in verse three, but Jonah ran away from the Lord. That's one of the saddest lines we can read in scripture. God, God calls Jonah and invites him into his work. And Jonah runs away from the Lord. And he headed for a place called Tarshish. Kids, can you say this word with me? Can you say Tarshish? Tarshish, right? Tarshish. Tar, it's an interesting word. Jonah goes and he wants to go to Tarshish. So Jonah goes down to Joppa. Joppa is a city that's right by the ocean. And he found a ship that was bound for that port, for Tarshish. Jonah paid the fare, which means even that maybe Jonah bought a ticket or Jonah rented the whole boat. And he went aboard and he sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Can you flee from the Lord? Can you, can you really get away with it? No, because God is everywhere. God created the sea. God created the land. God is everywhere, but Jonah is going to try to flee from him. Probably what Jonah's doing is he's going to run away from God's command. Tarshish. And, and so instead of going east, Nineveh is east. Jonah tries to go as far west as he can. You know, we have a hard time actually right now locating where Tarshish was, but it was considered to be the ends of the earth. It was as far west as, as they knew at that time. You would say going to Tarshish is like, you know, dads, I don't know if you ever parked a car way far out. And you're like, where'd you park? And you said, I parked way out in Egypt. You know what that means? Basically, you didn't really park in Egypt, but you parked way, way out there. That's what Tarshish means. We don't even know where it's at. It's just he was going as far away from, from Nineveh as he could. Tarshish is the complete opposite direction. Going to Tarshish means that Jonah is defying God. He's disobeying him. Jonah is choosing the wrong direction. One, one author said this, what is Tarshish? Tarshish is anywhere but the right place. Anywhere but the right place. It's the opposite direction. Tarshish is the place where a, a man goes when he turns his back on God's best. Tarshish is the place we go when we turn our back on God's plan on God's call for our life. And that's what Jonah is doing. Can I ask you this? And kids, this is gonna be a, maybe an interesting question. Where is your Tarshish? Where is it in your life where you are going your own way rather than going the way that God has invited you? What sort of behaviors, when we, when we do what God does not say is good, where is your Tarshish where you're fleeing God? Uh, kids, when I, I remember one time in my life going to Tarshish, not literally, 
but I was about five years old. And uh, my mom and dad used to keep a coffee mug uh, filled with change, coins, quarters, nickels, dimes, even dollar bills. And they would keep it in the, in the kitchen cupboard. And it, and it wasn't for me to use. But I used to start to go in, and, and I remember I, I would turn my back. God tells us not to steal. God calls us to obey our parents. But we had this thing called an ice cream truck that used to drive by my house. Dads, do you guys, any of you guys remember, do they still have ice cream trucks? That horror, do they really? Oh, they come right to your, like, almost your door. This horrible music, but you know what's coming. The ice cream truck's coming. So every time I'd hear that horrible music, and I knew it was coming by my, my, my driveway, I would, I would tiptoe into the cabinet. Because mom and dad, if they were around, I would quietly open the cabinet. And I remember our cabinet door would creak. Because I wanted to be as quiet as I could. I'd reach into that cup and I'd grab a handful of money that was not mine to grab. I would, I would steal from my mom and dad. I would sneak out the front door and I would buy now and laters and lemon heads, blow pops, maybe even a bomb pop, one of those ice cream things. And I would do that and I would do it over and over. You guys, that, this, kids, do you get it when I say that I, I was heading the wrong direction? God had called me to honesty and yet I turned my back on that because I wanted to go my own way. Dads, you might understand this. I remember hanging out in Tarshish for about a month in a dating relationship. In a relationship when I was a teenager that I knew that God had not called me in. And yet in my own selfishness, in my own, uh, one in my own kind of self-gratification, I disobeyed God and decided to, to pursue this dating relationship. I turned my back. God had called me to trust him for his best to do what his call, uh, which meant trust and discipline and purity and, and, and integrity. And I decided that I was gonna go my own way. You guys, it's never gonna work out. Kids, going your own way is never gonna work out. It's just not gonna work out for you. God leads us. Even if his assignment is tough, it's best. It, it's what's gonna bring you, um, I think, your greatest joy. It, and it's gonna bring God the greatest glory. And it's going to bring welfare to other people. So when Jonah is, is fleeing, when he gets on that boat and, and he starts to sail for Tarshish, he's not going away from God's presence. He's, he's going away from God's love. Why does Jonah run away? We're not told yet. The author holds that information till chapter four. And then we learn why Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh. But listen, when all, all kind of wrap us as we just begin here, running from God just ain't gonna work out for Jonah. And running from God, going our own way, can I tell you, it's just not gonna work out for you. It is not what God has in store. It's not gonna be what God's best is for you. And yet you get the choice and, and you get to choose whether you're gonna go the way that God calls or whether we're going to go our own way. And we're going to find out what happens to Jonah when he goes his own way. Um, I'm going to pray uh, tonight. Uh, but dads, maybe, maybe as you get to talk with your, your sons. And maybe you, you can explain a time in your life when you turned your back on God's call. On God's invitation. And how did that work out for you? Kids, maybe you even understand certain times in your life where you're like, yeah. There's certain things I do or say. And, and I know that it's not. God's way. It's not God's direction. Let's pray. 
Father, you have good plans. Lord, and you invite us to join you in your good work. Ephesians 2, 10 says that, Lord, you created good work for us to do in advance. And you've invited us that we might walk in those good works. I pray for these young men. I pray for us old men that we would continue to listen to your voice, that we would continue to submit to your truth and to your commands, and that we would walk in your invitation, Father, in ways of righteousness, in ways that would would honor you and bring glory to you and that would bring great welfare to your people. Help us to learn from Jonah uh, as we study this weekend. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.